You're listening to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast, the place for the kick-ass woman who needs a kick in the ass. Your host, Jen Rosenbaum, is giving you the tools to shed shame and live the biggest life possible. So kick off your heels, get comfy, and get ready to be the boss of your life. You guys, you know I love talking about fashion and all things girly. Well, today we have my friend Melissa Kilner on the podcast. She cracks me up. There's a ton of laughter, (laughs) but she's also super fashionable, very inspiring, and is a Gap supermodel now. You want to hear about how that happened? Take a listen. Hello, Melissa. How are you today? I am fabulous. Thank you. I am. Oh, good. I'm, I'm like cutting you off because I'm <laughs> so excited to talk to you. It's like, I feel like a kid in a candy store right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who cares how you are? Let's start talking. Yeah, yeah. Just whatever. <laughs> Tell me all your hopes and dreams. Great. Here's my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> just spill it, girl. All right. So I'm so happy to have you here today. Um, I just want you to, before we get into it, because there's so much I want to talk to you about, um, tell everybody who you are. Okay. Uh, my name is Melissa Kilner. I am a full-time photographer and also fashion blogger um, and, you know, single mom of three kids. Yeah, you know. And, <laughs> and awesome. And BD. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, there's, a, there's reasons why I want to have you on today. It's not just because you're a photographer, but that is how we know each other in um, full transparency to everybody we have met before. Uh, we had sort of, you know, we knew each other online, but, you know, through Facebook groups and whatnot, but we finally kind of met last year at WPPI. I remember you were wearing those amazing sequins shoes. <laughs> handle. Some of my favorites. I love them. What do you call them? The tuxedo shoes? Yeah, I do. They're my sequin tuxedo shoes. I follow her on Instagram, as you can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And at that point, you were sort of just um, getting a divorce. Yes. Yeah. That was the very beginning of the beginning of the end. Yeah. <laughs> so dramatic. I love it. <laughs> and also it was sort of the start of your fashion blogging time. Yeah. My blog had just launched uh, three months prior to you and I seeing each other. So it was brand new I and mean, it still feels pretty new, but um, yeah, there was a lot that was happening. Yeah. Okay. So I want to start with the blog and I have a confession for you before we start. I have a secret fantasy of being a blogger a fashion blogger. The problem is I have no style. I've talked about this before on, the, on, this, uh, on this podcast. I have no style. Although I have this idea for a, a fashion blog that might make you laugh your ass off. I'll tell you off microphone just in case. But uh, I, I'm like dying. I'm obsessed with fashion blogs. And I will tell you what my number one beef is with fashion blogs as a photographer and as a consumer of fashion. What the fuck? Why does everybody have to be like six feet tall, size oh, two, blonde with beachy waves and like have no thighs and holding a Starbucks and wearing sunglasses. Like I just, oh, it's like, yes. and I'm not being judgmental by the way, because that is not what this podcast is about at all, but I'm begging for some variety. I'm like, okay, I love how these clothes look on her, but if I buy them, they're going to look like crap on me. And you did something about that. So tell us what you did. Yeah. I mean, that, that was a huge, I mean, that was my motivation for this whole thing. I felt exactly the same way as I would go on Pinterest and I'd pin all these images of these girls that were so cute and they're beautiful. Like, I mean, and again, like I'm so happy for them that 
they yeah, more power to them. Yeah, it's great. But I, yeah, I was just, I, there was a no, there was no place for me anywhere that I could go. And number one, feel, you know, like that, I don't know that I didn't look stupid trying the thing that they were trying or just kind of like, it just, there's no, nothing that looked like me. And I mean, for anybody that's listening, I mean, I'm, I'm five foot two, I'm a size 12. I am like weirdly apple shaped, like, you know, shopping for me, I love to shop, but it's, it's not easy. And I think, um, to, you know, to not be able to go online and see anything that was helpful was really frustrating. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think for me, I just, I think I got to a point in my life that I also started becoming okay, where I feel like, you know, a lot of my life, especially after having babies, like I was hiding my body. Like I was trying to like conceal my imperfections and I was trying to, you know, and granted we all want to dress in the most like flattering way possible, but I felt like, you know, I was just keeping it like I was dumbing down my passion for fashion because I didn't want anybody to see how imperfect I was. And I think I just got to a point where I just like stopped giving a shit. Mm. And I was like, I love this. So I'm going to wear, I, like, I want to wear a skirt like full of feathers. Like hell yeah, I'm going to wear it to the grocery store. Cause I can do what I want. Like I, yeah. And I think that I wanted to almost share that and like almost give other women the permission to feel the same way. Mm. That's amazing. Cause I think that, you know, fashion is a funny thing. Like sometimes we see it as, like a necessity, right? Like we have to put clothes on. Right. We have to go out in the world. And then sometimes we see it as fun. Like it's fun and it's personality and it's art. And I mean, I think that in so many ways, when you're an artist, like you and I are, we're both photographers, that you want to sort of carry that art over into your life all the time. And it's about being unique and about standing out and wearing that feather skirt to the grocery store, right? And I guess that that's that's my sort of uh, beef is not that the girls are you know, what they are is just that it all looks the same. And I'm always like, where's the uniqueness, you know, like where, what, what's happening here? What, why can't people have their own voice? And it drives me nuts. Totally. And I was getting really frustrated too. Like I would go, um, into stores and granted, there's a lot of stores that now cater to multiple sizes and shapes, which is awesome. But I felt like I would go into designer stores and almost feel ashamed because I would walk in and they wouldn't carry my size. And I'm like, I'm not even like, crazy huge like I'm curvy but like I can't walk into a designer store and like buy a pair of pants right like that is so messed up and like why is it that the fashion industry is catering to this like five percent of body types when like you're missing out a whole demographic of beautiful people that want to wear your clothes like it's just I'm like fired. I'm fired up, man. <laughs> like I just, it's crazy to me. Yeah. And, and you know, the stores don't make it easy anyway with the sizes, right? Because you can go into a store and you can be like a size two or you could be a size six and be, you know, be the same oh, person. Yeah. It's like, sure. you know, they're messing up, they're messing with our minds that way a little bit. Uh, I talk about this a lot when I teach photography about, you know, body shape and body proportions. And I think the fashion in our world doesn't account for those things. Yeah. No. And I think even in just this whole idea of like, just that, that message of like, this is what beautiful is, you know, it's like, no, like, and I think the more I've like, especially working with um, people as a photographer and really, I mean, like for me realizing I can, I mean, I think it's easier almost to find beauty in other people than it is to find in ourselves. Of course. So like, 
confidence is so sexy and confidence is so beautiful. And I feel like you could see a model, you know, like a plus size model, which isn't even, I have quotation marks in my hands right now. Like, cause she's not even plus size. She's just like normal looking. Right. But <laughs> if somebody's comp, like you see her and you're like, oh, she's gorgeous. Cause she's, she's confident and like, she's cool with who she is. So I feel like we can all be that woman. Like as long as we like know that about ourselves, like, I don't know. Did you see the movie? I feel pretty. No, but I want to. You have to. So I'm. It's like I'm not going to give it away, but I'm going to give it away a little. Where Amy Schumer, you know, she's a character in this movie, and she's not the typical five percent of the population like you're talking about. We all know who she is, right? And then she takes a spin class, and she like all she talks about is that I want to be beautiful. I want to be beautiful. I want to be beautiful. Yeah. She essentially she falls off a bike. She hits her head, and when she looks in the mirror, she sees what she's always wanted to be. But everybody else still sees her as she is, right? So right it basically journeys like how her life changes because she believes she's beautiful and how her life does change, even though everybody else sees her exactly the way she was before, which by the way, is pretty darn beautiful, but she just believed it now. And yeah. it was, you know, I do this for a living. I mean, I see this all the time, but it still really touched me. I was like, man, there is there are so many times that I can pinpoint in my life where I didn't do something or I didn't go for something because I just didn't feel worthy or beautiful enough or, you know, and that's our fault. That's, I I can't blame anybody else, but, but us, you know? Yeah. That's a daily struggle for me still. I mean, that's, I mean, I, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Which is fascinating to me because I look at you and go, oh my God, she's so beautiful. She's so confident. And look at, I mean, the day you launched your blog, I was like all over you. I'm like, oh my God, tell me everything about this. (laughs) And I'm not the only one whose attention you caught. Can we talk about that? Sure. <laughs> let's do it. In many ways. Well, let's first start with the gap. <laughs> gap. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about that. Had that happen oh and tell gosh. us what we're even talking about. Nobody knows. Okay. What we're so I recently modeled for Gap's fall campaign for their lingerie line. Well, so yeah. Hello. Say that yeah. again. <laughs> again. And then tell me. Tell me you don't think you're beautiful. Do it one more time. Oh my God. No, and that's it's funny. It's so vulnerable, but I it's been the most it's the most insane experience of my entire life. And then and I just I mean, so the blog launched in December. In I think April or May, I got this random email from a casting director that was just like, we came across your blog. We love you. We're doing this fall campaign for a gap. We want to feature you. Like, would you be interested? Give me a call. And I was like, I, this is crap. Like, this is spam. People don't get emails like this. Like, this is, you know, and I just kind of was like, I really did not think it was anything until I was like, I'm just going to Google this lady's name. Just to like, just to see, you know, you just never know. This is, this is the photographer in us, right? Because right. we're always like, is this real? Who are you? I need right. to know you're getting involved in, right? Oh, totally. And as I Googled her, I was like, oh my gosh, she's like a legit casting director. Like, okay, I'll call, you know. And it was just this super, it was this insane experience. We had a meeting and it was it was so fast. I mean, it was just kind of like, we love your blog. Like we've already chosen you. Like, can you come to New York and for this photo shoot in a few weeks? And it was like, I'm literally in the middle of my divorce and I'm like literally packing my house to sell it. Like I'm a hot mess. Like just everything about my, and it, it, was, it was kind of the most perfect, most empowering time. And it, it, you know, time for that to even happen. And I think and it was so funny to have this conversation with her. And then she was like, oh, and by the way, it's for our new line, Gap Love, which is underwear and sleepwear. Are you comfortable with that? 
And it was like, ah, like I've never even done a boudoir shoot for myself. So I was kind of like, yes, you know, like for me, I'm kind of like, you don't say no, you don't say no to the gap. Well, no. And you know, I'm like, the gap's not going to make me look stupid. Like it's their stuff. They try to sell something if they want to use my body to sell it. And like, and also bonus, like if they want to feature somebody who's not like a typical model, like, hell yes, I'm on board. I will totally, you know, even if for some reason I was horrified by how I looked, like I was going to do that for somebody else. Like I felt like I want to do this for the greater good of the fashion industry because this like opportunity is insane. So amazing. Um, yeah, it was, it was incredible. And so it was pretty fun. It's just yesterday I got to see my face inside a Gap store. So ah! It was, yeah. Talk about surreal, like just completely, completely surreal. And I'm just, yeah. So what, I'm just curious, like what that experience taught you about, I don't know, yourself or anything. It was interesting. I mean, I think there was, I think there were some pretty big points for me. I felt like some of it had to do with, I felt like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. Like the blog for me was this huge passion project that I would say I have a lot of feelings about and a lot of drive for, um, but there's always doubts along the way. Like, I mean, I don't have a huge following. I'm not this like crazy successful fashion blogger. So, it's, you know, this entire time I'm like, does do people care? Are they listening? And mm-hmm. I have great feedback, but just always questioning myself and, and what I'm doing. And I think to be recognized. Um, well, it's like the universe coming and going, knock, knock. Yes, you're doing Yeah, it. no, totally. So I think for me to have that kind of like validation felt, awesome. And I just kind of, especially said in a time that in my life, that was just so crazy. It, it was so great. But then again, you know, then there's the flip side of feeling completely vulnerable. I mean, and the other women that are in the campaign with me, they're, they're featuring four or five women. I mean, like, and I'm sitting there doing the, you know, the comparison game. They're all beautiful. They're all much smaller than I am, you know, like, and they're all women that are also empowering other women. Like they're, they're amazing. But I sat there being like, I'm the fat girl, (laughs) you know, like I'm the token fat girl right now. And like, and just kind of like telling myself all these like shaming stupid things in the moment. Cause I was starting to like doubt again, just doubt myself and doubt, you know, I don't know. And I think I had to like pep talk myself as I'm like standing there in my underwear. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, like, but I did. And I think I was able to pull myself out of it. And I think that was a huge learning lesson for me. Mm -hmm. of just like, we are who we tell ourselves that we are. Mm. It's like what I call flipping the script. I talk about it in my book all the time about, you know, these things will run through our head and how we can turn it around. Um, you know, and, and I mean, I don't know, I think you're pretty freaking beautiful. So for what it's worth. Thank Thank you. I get, thank you. I mean, you know, being in in front of somebody is vulnerable. And especially when there's other models and other, you know, just all of it, it was vulnerable. But I, yeah. But those experiences, like they shape us, you know, those experiences, they, they, sure. you know, next time you're in a tough position, you know, you can easily call on that experience and go, hey, you know what? I did that. I could do this. No, totally. And I think too, I mean, I didn't see the photos for months. You know, four months. So that I was just like, oh God, (laughs) like just not even knowing, like, is this going to be cute? Is this, you know, like, are they going to even like, are they just going to like, in my head, what I was telling myself too, was like, maybe they're just going to like cut my photos. Like maybe they're not even going to like use them, you know, until I saw them. And then not until I saw them in the store that I was like, oh, they're actually, okay, this is happening. Great. (laughs) 
but I, <laughs> it was, yeah, it's been pretty surreal and just crazy. So what I think I love the most about your story, maybe not the most, but one of the things I love the most about your story and what I find with so many women is that I see what happens when they start going after what they want in this world and they take ownership of their dreams and their goals and they start doing it. Lots of doors open for them. And that that's yeah. one example. Um, but there's another example of a post that I saw recently on your Facebook page that made me go like, yes. And this was a picture of you with your new boyfriend. Yes. <laughs> I love how giddy you get when you talk about him. <laughs> He's so dreamy. <laughs> First of all, I love, can we talk about that for a minute? Like we had like a brief two minute conversation before we started recording and I was like, wait, wait, don't say anymore because I want people to hear what you're saying. <laughs> You said something so... um, First of all, I was so happy for you. When I saw it, I was like, yes, this is like happiness and this girl deserves it and she's going after it and I love it. But you said something to me that was so interesting. I asked you, uh, I hope this is okay to say on recording, but I asked you like, does it make you wonder like why you stayed married for so long? And your response was something to the effect of like, this is... I was surprised to learn this is how people feel about each other. Can you sort of reiterate that for me? Yeah, no, for sure. And granted, like, I will say, like, I mean, I was married, I've been married twice. So my last husband was married to you for 12 years and he's a great guy. Like, and I think that the reason why we stayed married for 12 years is I mean, we made it work. We have three great kids. He's an amazing dad. Like we're still great friends. And I think for so long, I was just like, he's a great guy. Like, why would I not be with somebody who was a cool guy? He's cool, you know, and and I think that um, it got to a point like for us that that wasn't good enough and we couldn't fix it. And I think to kind of have this experience with my boyfriend where I ha- I'm feeling things I've never felt before. Like I am so ridiculously like head over heels in love that it feels stupid. Like I. I didn't know, I literally did not know people could feel like this. I didn't, I just, I didn't even know that was a possibility. Mm. And how does that change your feelings about, you know, yourself or you, you know, your experiences? Like, how does that, how does that change your view on things? Oh my gosh. I mean, I think number one, to also feel loved like that from somebody else. I mean, that, that experience in itself is, is magical. I think somebody, especially by somebody that I respect and, um, just admire so much. Mm. Um, and not that I ever want to feel valued myself from somebody else, but I think that to have that love reciprocated in such a passionate and like fulfilling way. Um, I think, I think for me, I mean, I, I've been working with this, a, a, like a business coach and as like slash personal coach for over a year now. And I, um, she's always asking me like, why can't you have it all? Cause I'm always like, well, I can have this or I can have this. And she's like, why can't you have both? Like, and I think for me, this experience is kind of making me like, realize like, shit, I can have everything that I want. Mm-hmm. Like I can have this bug and I can't have this dreamy man. And I can have, I, I can be a mom and I can run a photography business. Like granted, I don't sleep very much, but like, you know, I mean, I, I can really do all these things I'm crazy about and um, I don't have to sacrifice any of it. Mm, giving yourself permission. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's, 
Yeah, I think that's so great. And sometimes, you know, we need to see, I, I talk about this also in the book that we need to see how other people see us for us to see it in ourselves at times. So it's not a matter of like putting your worth into what he thinks of you. But if he says certain things about you or he believes certain things about you to be true, then you can also start believing that they're true. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that too, I mean, like, and he's a super ambitious person. Like he's crazy ambitious to the point where like, I mean, he's doing more things with his life than I'm doing with mine. And I, and I think I almost look at him too, as like inspiration to me of like, okay, yeah, he can do, I can do it. Like this, you know, it, it makes it a great balance to each other or just, I don't know. Compliments me very well. Yes, I like it. Um, so, all right, let's. I'm glad that we talked about all of this because I just think when I see these things open for you, I'm just like, yes, that is the universe telling you, yeah. go do it, go do it. I love it. Um, I love your blog, by the way. I was just looking at it as we were talking, and it's just so pretty and like clean and so you. I love it. Um, all right, let's talk about, let's go back and talk about fashion a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, tell me what you're feeling these days, trend wise. Oh my gosh. Okay. I mean, fall in general is kind of my favorite season of the year, just because I love layers. I love jackets. Um, I just, yeah, there's a lot of things. And so I think for me, like I am number one, crazy about animal print. That's like my biggest. I just had a whole leopard print haul delivered to my house. (laughs) Yes, I saw that. No, it's so great. And I think, so everything leopard print right now, I'm kind of buying. I also like, I love the good zebra print. Um, I'm picky about it, but I do love it. Um, I love uh, like patent leather and kind of like shinier plasticky kind of things right now, which is still, I think, feels a little harder to incorporate for some people because it just, it feels a little out there, but I just, um, I think it's so fun. And then I love, I think for fall for me, it, it's always this kind of like, um, it's a, uh, you start to see like all these really great, like luxe fabrics. So, I mean, velvet always kind of comes back this time of year, which I love, but I love this year. I've seen more corduroy, mm-hmm. which is so fun and great. I still have a hard time. I think growing up through the nineties, like I feel like when all these nineties trends come back, I just, there's some things I struggle with a little bit to embrace because I just, it just feels weird. (laughs) But I, I love the combination of mixing velvet and corduroy together, Mm. like in one outfit, but just like luxe fabrics. I'm just, I'm obsessed with. All right. So I'm going to name some trends and you tell me yes or no. You ready? Let's do it. The dad sneaker. No. Okay. Oh my God. I am struggling so hard with this. And I, I see, I mean, I see lots of fashion bloggers wearing them and they put them in these like really dresses that are feminine for this whole like juxtaposition of, I don't, girl, I don't know. This for me, I'm like, it looks like a moon shoe. Like it looks like something (laughs) you could wear like as an astronaut. And I just, uh, I just, I, I, yeah. For me, it's just not cute. And I power to people for wearing things that they think are cool. So, I mean, that's, that's great. So if you love it, if you love a good dad sneak, go for it, but <laughs> you will not find them on my feet. Okay. Um, let's talk about mixing patterns like floral and stripes. Love it. I, yeah. Any tips stripes. for doing so or any tips for matching patterns at all? Um, I tend to like, um, you know, it's a good question. 
I'm trying to, cause I, my, my gut response is usually I'll mix something that's like a large floral with like a smaller stripe or kind of trying to keep the scale of what the pattern is kind of different. So you don't have like large stripe, but I'm, again, that's a whole thing of like, if you love it, you put it on your body and you wear it. But I think, um, I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. Mm. Mix all the things. Okay. This one is for my best friend, Marianne out there who's, who listens to my podcast. This is for you, girlfriend, Navy and black together. I love it. Oh, hallelujah. That's the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it was funny. I was out with some friends of mine recently and I was helping my friend Brandon get dressed and the same thing. I was trying to get him to wear Navy pants with a black shirt and like camel coat. And it was this, yeah, it was kind of a struggle of like, are you sure? Are you sure you're sure? And I was like, so sure. Like it looks so good. And I think, I mean, I think if it, get, if it gets a little too close, like as far as like the, the tone kind of, or like how dark it is or how light it is. I mean, like it's, I could see where I could feel a little uncomfortable, but yeah, no, and I have same, same with like brown and black together. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I, I know there used to be like a hard and fast rule, but I think that it definitely has a place in my life. I mean, all right, then yeah. I believe you. All right. So white after Labor Day. Always. Okay. I love, I mean like, but I'm also, you're talking to a girl that like literally half my wardrobe is black and half my wardrobe is white. So if I cut out white, like I'm in trouble. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, all the way, always. I, I um, yeah. You belong in New York, I think. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> um, bikinis on curvy girls. Um, you are talking to the right person. Um, yeah, always, always. And I feel like, again, it's just this whole idea of when did it become our responsibility as women to like be eye candy for everybody around us? Like that is not our job. Like our job is to feel good in what we're in. And so like, if you don't feel good in a bikini, yeah, don't wear it. Like that's totally great. But like, wear it if you want to wear it. Like, and and there's so many bathing suits out there now these days that I feel like are so flattering and complimentary to curvy girls that, yeah, yes, always. I like it. All right. So, um, I need to know from you three things that every woman should have in her closet. Mm, Okay. Um, or more if you want, but I'm going to let you off the hook. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) just go to my closet right now. And here's my top 30. Um, (laughs) I love, I love a good crisp, like a white button up, like a classic white button up. And I, and I think that, I mean, I wear mine on a regular basis. But so this white button up, let's talk about it for one second. Cause I see this over and over and over again, when people bring things like this in for their boudoir shoots, they get them and they don't fit properly. So like fit is super right. important on something like that. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And I think there's lots of, I mean, it's I like think an investment different ways. Piece. Like totally. an investment piece, right? You have to like spend good money on like a, you know, yeah, not- and, and, yeah. And I think that it depends on the, what you want to go for. I mean, I have one that's from express that was probably cost me like 20 bucks, but it's like a boyfriend fit. It's kind of like loose and relaxed and it's like, it's supposed to have that kind of feeling to it. But I think, um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those pieces that like, it's been around since the dawn of time. And I feel like you invest money in it and you take good care of it. Like you can wear it for forever. Yeah. So Yeah. I think fit. Yeah. I'm, I'm super on board with you. I think that, and I think things like that, you can get tailored so easily. Mm. Uh, tailoring is a big thing. Most people don't tailor their clothes. You and I know this cause we're five two and I'm sure like me, yeah. you have to shorten everything that you buy ever. Yeah. But, um, you know, 
I've gotten much more into tailoring my clothes lately because it's really hard to find things that fit perfectly. No, definitely. Especially when you have like, you're like not proportionate on your upper body to lower body, just things like that. And, and you're short, like it's just kind of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. so white shirt, number one, what's number two? Um, a statement shoe. Mm. Like I love whatever statement. it is that, yeah, that makes you feel good. Cause I feel like things like I don't know, like little black dresses and all these things are so classic that again are great. But I think to have a shoe that you can throw on with jeans and a t-shirt automatically elevates your entire look. And it feels, and I think shoes for me too, like they feel safe. Mm. What does that, what does that mean? Shoes are always going to fit. My shoe collection is absurd because if ever I'm feeling like I really want to go shopping, but there's just days where I'm like, I don't, I just don't even want to like face what size I am right now. Or just, I have those. Yeah. I just don't want to feel like, but I'm like, these shoes are always going to fit. And I will, you know, so I think, yeah, I just think for me is, you know, it's, you don't have to, you can invest a lot of money and have amazing shoes, but you don't have to. And, um, especially with like trendy shoes, if you can go to target and buy a pair of shoes that feel a little outside of your comfort zone and be okay with it. Cause you just spent 25 bucks and like, yeah. whatever. Love it. Okay, so so white shirt, statement shoe, what else? Mm-hmm. I love a good classic blazer. Like, um, and I don't, I, don't, I tend to gravitate towards black or white, but I think that um, same thing, like a blazer, especially one that fits really well, which can be the biggest pain in the ass to find sometimes. But I think that, um, again, just to be able to throw it on with a t-shirt and a pair of jeans, again, you automatically elevate your your outfit um, with something so simple. And we all, we all wear pants and shirts and jackets. Mm-hmm. Like it's just kind of, it depends on, you could just, you know, change the kind of jacket you're wearing and it all of a sudden feels chic. You reminded me of a, another trend I wanted to ask you about, but first I want to tell you, I just found the best blazer in the whole wide world. And I was so excited. I went into Banana Republic and I don't normally shop there because their clothes just don't fit me right. They're, they're a little boxy and I have a hard time with boxy, but the woman behind the counter was wearing the cutest blazer. And I was like, where is that from? Is it from here? <laughs> yeah, and she was like, yeah, it's in the sales section, which never happens to me by the way. So what? I was like, I'm going back there right now. So I went back there and they had my size. It fit me like a glove and it was marked down from $180 to like $42. I was like, I went in there because I had to buy a gift certificate and I walked out with the sickest blazer. I was so excited. (laughs) That never happens. That never happens. That was like the universe saying yes. Yes. You need a blazer and I'm going to deliver it to you. That was basically what happened there. Which is, you know, is actually really funny because right before that, like I would, this was like a mission. I was like on a mission to buy some work stuff and, and some life stuff. And right before that, I was in Lord and Taylor and I ordered a blazer and then I was like, oh, I don't know if I love it. And then I found this blazer. I was like, I should go back and cancel it. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I don't have the patience to go back. I'll just wait for it to come and I'll return it. And then the next day I got an email saying my order was canceled because the item was out of stock. And I was like, well, thanks universe. Thank that works you. out lovely. <laughs> and can I just say too, like just even that moment, I, I feel like I tell my clients this all the time too, or even like I tell myself this, but like when you have that moment when you're buying something and you're like, I like it, but you know, I like it, but you know, and then you find the thing that like makes you like have feelings. Like you find a thing that you like get crazy about. It's like, we all kind of had that standard for, you know, the things that we put on our bodies. I try to think that it should be like an absolute yes or it's a no. But the problem is for me, I like, I find that I do this thing where I like 
make things up. Like I push it, you know, like, well, but I could wear it like this, or it would look good with this pair of pants or, but it's kind of cool. And I know like deep down, it probably doesn't look good on me, but I really want it to. So I like find ways to make it work, you know? And then I throw it away, like, or give it away or whatever, like two weeks later, I do that a lot. And that's like, I really need to fix that habit. No, I feel like I do that a lot with high-waisted pants. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> where I'm like, I just, I see one of the people and they're so cute and I just keep buying them or like trying them on being like, it's going to be the one. Yeah. And every time I'm like, oh dear God. Not the one. <laughs> so not joggers too. too, with joggers. Like I have like 14 <gasps> pairs of joggers. They just don't look good on me. They just don't. I don't know yeah. why I can't just come to terms with that. <laughs> um, all right. So my last question for you, as far as trend belt bags. Obsessed. Oh my gosh. Give me all the fanny packs and all the land. And I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm, I don't even know who I am anymore about this because <laughs> literally up until like, I don't know, a year ago, I was like, like, who wears a fanny pack? I mean, that's just, yeah. Cause you have the whole like eighties and nineties thing in your head and it's neon and it's like this weird crepey favorite, you know, fabric. It's just, yeah. And then for me, Gucci came out with this like belt bag situation like a yeah. year ago and I was yeah. like, what? is this and I can't afford it. So I've just been lusting after it until like it's trickled down into like regular consumer markets now. Right. And I love them. And I think it's important to find one that is proportionate to your body. So for me, like just being shorter, like a smaller bag, like I try on bigger bags and I'm like, this looks so stupid. But I think that um I wear mine that I have now that I got at Target for literally like $14. Mm-hmm. I wear it almost daily. And I think especially as a mom having like my hands free, like it's amazing. It's so great. <laughs> Are you talking about the, the Gucci, the Marmont? Is that is it like the, the quilted ones? Yes. Yeah, they're pretty cute. Oh, I love them so much. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you were talking about when you yeah. were like, I know. And it's, and it's one of those things I'm like, I would potentially spend that kind of money like on a, on a purse because I know I'll keep a purse for a long time. Like this fanny pack thing is probably going to do, you know, it's going to go away eventually. <laughs> well, it, you made me think of it when we were talking about the blazer because I love the look of like a blazer with the fanny pack yes. over the outside of the blazer. I love yes. that. I love it. Like cinch that waist in. Uh, yeah. So good. You have to make that noise when you do it though. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I get dressed every day. <laughs> Yeah, I think actually people follow you on Instagram. They can see your stories. And I think you're not far from the truth there. (laughs) (laughs) My sister, yeah, there's time, there's days that go by. I was like, maybe I shouldn't have done that. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. It's always a good idea. It's unfiltered. Please keep going because what else would I do to entertain myself? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right, one more question for you. You ready? Now that we're talking about Gucci, knockoffs. Tell me how you go about knockoffs. And I'm not talking about like um, copies of like, you know, it's not Gucci, but it's like Gucci. I don't know, whatever. (laughs) I'm talking about like... (laughs) I love me a coochie right? bag. Coochie, coochie. <laughs> I like a coochie bag. Uh, <laughs> that would be amazing. No, <laughs> that would be like the line that I call my lingerie line or something. Right? <laughs> anyway, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like knockoffs, like inspiration knockoffs, like a Rebecca Minkoff versus like a Chanel, right? Like they're very similar to like right. the boy bag or something like that. How do you feel about doing the whole... Because like we can't all afford to go out and spend $5,000 on a bag, right? Sure. But sometimes I see the knockoffs and I'm like, nah, it kind of just looks like a knockoff. So like, where are you at with that? I mean, I think it's a personal preference. I think for myself, I don't, I'm not as much of a brand name girl as I am about just finding specific pieces that I love. And so I think for me, um, like a knockoff or like a, you know, a cheaper version of something, like if I, 
like that was my belt bag for me. It was mm-hmm. like, it was like, I, it felt like something that I'd see that was more expensive that cost me $14. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm on it. So I feel mm-hmm. like that's, I think that's what's so great about the fashion industry is that, yeah, you get, you see the most expensive, you know, the expensive luxury designers and they come up with these really cool trends and it does, it takes a while for it to trickle down into like, you know, targets and, you know, just other types of Nordstrom's and whatnot. Um, but I think that I feel like if we can all participate in really cool trends or things that we love for prices that we can actually afford, like, hell yeah, I do it. Yeah. Where are your favorite places to shop? Ooh, right now I am on a huge Zara kick. I oh, me too. It's yeah. Good. Zara is like very hit or miss. Like you either go in there and oh, spend like thousand dollars sure. or it's like, I don't shop there for four seasons. It's so funny. Yeah. No. And I think because there are things, I feel like a lot of things push the envelope, like the same thing. Like I'll try things on. I'm like, this is so stupid. I should, I'm actually going to go there tonight to go shopping for a trip. So I should probably just destroy the whole thing. So I'm sure it's gonna be ridiculous, but I, um, yeah, I think it's just, it's like, it's a little trend forward. It feels a little European, which I just, I, I love. Um, I love ASOS online mm-hmm. um, just because they carry so many brands in so many sizes, which are awesome. I, don't, I mean, I think Target is killing it right now. Yeah, I just like, placed an order at Target yesterday. Yeah, like, and I, I get, I think it's, it's so cool to kind of like figure it out how to, I don't know, just like appease this really cool, like fashion forward demographic. Um, totally. Is the shirt you're wearing right now from Zara? Yes. I know it was. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you know you have a shopping problem. Know, it's right? a black shirt and I know it's from Zara. <laughs> a black turtleneck. <laughs> Great. I'm like, I recognize that black turtleneck. It's from Zara. <laughs> but I knew because you had the little pearls on the cuff and that's yeah, a Zara thing. It is a Zara thing. Anyway. You're amazing. I am so glad that you joined me today. I want you to tell everybody where they could find you so they can enjoy this lovely life of yours like I do. <laughs> My blog online is brazenmay.com. You can find me on Instagram at the brazen may. Um, and then my photography, if you want to look, it's melissakilner.com. <laughs> I like you. You're like, yeah, yeah. And then the photography. There's, you know, there's that stuff. It's kind of, you know, it's like love and beautiful people and pretty and light stuff. You're pretty talented, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Don't underestimate it. All right. We'll, we'll have all the links, obviously, in the show notes. So you guys can check that out and follow Melissa. Thank you so much for having me here, uh, having me here today. Having you <laughs> so much for being... You know what I'm thinking about right now? Why I can't get it out of, like, why I can't get words out of my head? I just want to go to Zara. That's it. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm just thinking, what time is it? Do I have time to go to Zara? All right. Love you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast. If you loved what you heard, be sure to leave a rating and review on iTunes so that more women can learn to live a badass life. To learn more about this movement, go to shamelesslyfeminine.com and join our Shamelessly Feminine Facebook group. Until next time, go out there and be the boss of your life.